I think you understand that my quest for justice is not mine alone, but so many others, including yourself, your mother, Sherry, Chrissy, Grammy, Uncle CJ, my father's brother, and so many others whom I can fill the page. The point is that there was no justice rendered, and that must be and will be corrected. This is a man who is a grown-ass man who is writing this to his child, whose mother he murdered, and trying to convince them of a narrative that somehow he's on a quest for justice. It's just, it's really painful. I'm not going to lie. Testimony continued today in the most notorious criminal trial in Richland County history. Dr. John Boyle is accused of killing his wife, Noreen, and burying her body in the basement of his new home in Erie, Pennsylvania. The 12-year-old son finally took the stand. As I heard a scream, I heard a thud. It was about this loud. We, the jury, find the defendant guilty. When I was 12 years old, my testimony sent my father to prison for murdering my mother. This podcast serves as a type of therapy and reconciliation for myself, and it is my hope that it helps anyone who has experienced deception, betrayal, and dark trauma. I'm Collier Landry, and this is Moving Past Murder. Hey, movers. Welcome back to another episode of Moving Past Murder. I'm your host, Collier Landry, and what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving, gobble gobble. I have my little turkey friend here with me. But on this Thanksgiving day, I have a very special episode because not only do I have my little turkey friend here, which those of you that subscribe to me on YouTube, you guys can see, but I also have a letter from the ultimate big turkey. Yes, that's right. I found a letter from my father with a Thanksgiving card that I'm going to share. I have not read the letter, full disclosure, as you guys know when I find these letters, but I just, I opened up the box this morning and I was like, I've got to find a letter. And then I noticed this like little thing sticking out and I thought, is this a cornucopia? And alas, it was. So anyways, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. A happy Native American Heritage Day to those of you indigenous peoples in the United States and the rest of you around the world. A happy day that we celebrate you as well. I hope everyone is enjoying the start of the holidays with their family. It's a very weird time of year. This starts like the holiday season that kind of brings me back into all my trauma because I remember the thanks, my last Thanksgiving with my mom and then Christmas and then obviously she was murdered on New Year's and then it just all becomes this whole thing. Just remember how nasty my father was at that time. And it was, you know, it's a shame, but it's also Black Friday. Since it's Black Friday, I have recently become an Amazon affiliate and I have an affiliate link for you guys to click. It's collierlandry.com forward slash Amazon. That means that when you guys go onto Amazon and purchase anything, when you use my link, it does help support the program. It's a cost-free way for you guys to participate in helping sustain the program. It means I can do more of these shows. It means I can generate more content for you guys, more TikToks, more everything. I do want to give a shout out to Bree Mumford, who just signed up on my Patreon. Thank you very much. She has followed me on Instagram, on my Instagram lives, and she's now part of the Patreon family. Can't wait to see you on our exclusive member-only meet and greets every single month. And we'll have a Christmas one this coming month, right? Christmas is in less than a month, I guess. Christmas Eve is in a month. Anyways, holidays, frazzle me. It all starts with, it was around the time my parents were getting a divorce. And then I remember that Thanksgiving with my mom and how my dad was just really nasty. And then obviously Christmas was not good. And then New Year's, ultimately she was murdered. And uh, so it's a lot for me to deal with the holidays, but I appreciate you guys being here. And on that note, Got my little turkey here that you, for those of you that can see, and a letter from El Pablo Supremo, as they would say in Spanish, 
the big turkey himself. That is probably a nice way to put it. A letter from prison from my father, which was sent to me back when he was incarcerated at Warsi in Lebanon, Ohio. So this was early on in his incarceration career. Would you say incarceration career, incarceration time? I don't know. So full disclosure, all week I was like, what am I gonna do for the Thanksgiving episode? And it wasn't until this morning when I dipped into my box of letters that are underneath my desk that I saw this like little tip of a card peeking out and it had a cornucopia on it. And I'm like, is that a cornucopia? And I opened it up and then there was a card, a Thanksgiving card and a letter attached. Now, just like I tell you guys, every time I read these letters, I have not read this letter. I have no idea what it's going to say. I just saw the card and I was like, Thanksgiving, gobble, gobble. Here we go. Gobble, gobble, gaslight is what I'm going to call this episode. I think we'll see what he has to say. So this is when my father was incarcerated at Warsi, which was in Lebanon, Ohio, Warren Correctional Institution. And that was his either first or second place he was incarcerated. So here we go with, for those of you watching on YouTube, there's the card. Happy Thanksgiving card. Woohoo. Happy Thanksgiving Collier with a big turkey and a pumpkin on it. And it says, Collier, thought you would enjoy this little bit of, quote, silliness. Ha. You are in my thoughts always. Remember, do it now. You become successful the moment you start moving toward a worthwhile goal. Love, XXX. Oh, daddy. I think that I have moved towards a worthwhile goal. This is called moving past murder and do it now. Yeah, that has actually been my motto for my entire life. Not because my father wrote it in a card, but because it's just been my thing. And that's what this program is about, moving past really challenging, horrific circumstances and coming out somewhat unscathed on the other side. And for those of you that didn't see it this week, I wrote an essay for Newsweek. I will put the link to that in the show notes. I do want to clarify one thing too. The title says, no one... My dad murdered my mother. My dad killed my mom and no one believed me. I don't write the headlines. They do. I have no control over that, but I do want to give a special shout out to Dave Messmore, who was the investigator on the case, who was the one person that did believe me that my mother was murdered and convinced his captain to investigate my father. And so without Dave, I would be, not, I would not be here <laughs> quite possibly. So I thank him for that. I am very grateful to him on this Thanksgiving day, that's for sure. Big Turkey sends a card, boom. Happy Thanksgiving, Collier. And it says, Collier, thought you would enjoy this little bit of silliness. Ha, you are, my, you are in my thoughts always. Remember, quote, do it now. You become successful the moment you start moving toward your worthwhile goal. Love. Daddy, X-O-O. -O. Dad, I would say that I moved towards a very worthwhile goal, which was getting over all of the trauma that you put me through and my family through very selfishly and psychopathically. And the goal was to create a program like this. The goal was to do a film and I've done both and I'm doing other projects and spreading the word and helping people to honor my mother and myself and my story. So yeah, I would say that's a worthwhile goal on this Thanksgiving, Dad. I don't know what you guys think. I think so. I'm happy with it. All right. Let's see what the big turkey has to say. Like I said, again, I never read these letters before I read them to you guys. Once upon a time, I read them, but that's probably two decades ago at least. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Look at this. For those of you on the YouTubes, you can see this. Tuesday evening, November 15th, 1994. Dear Bumper, made up another card for you. I think I am going, quote, card crazy, ha. But I hope you enjoy the handiwork. I also sent a card along to Chrissy. Okay, so this is November 15th, 1994. Ironically, a lot of my letters that I've read on the program recently have been around this time period. This was around the time that my father was seeking yet another appeal. He tried to get me to rescind my testimony saying that I was coached. And then it made me feel guilty about that. And I ended up authorizing the exhumation of my mother's body due to an article that was in a publication called the Akron Beacon Journal that brought up discrepancies in the autopsy and for my own sanity and for my own wanting to move past everything, I authorized as well as I believe my Aunt Carol, my mother's sister, to have my mother's body exhumed and for them to take DNA evidence. And I went with my adoptive father, George, at the time, and I gave blood and DNA samples to prove that it was my mother which of course it was. But yeah, so he's sending me cards. He's acting very affectionate. And it's really weird because like my dad will write this ha all the time, like his whole life. And every time I say that, I cringe. If I write that in a letter or a text message, ha, I'm like, it brings me back to that. I don't know if I'll ever get over that. It just makes me think about this guy. And I just, oh, it makes me cringe that I do it. So if you get text messages from me and I write ha, know that I'm cringing when I write it. Anyways, I digress on that point. Back to the letter. Just a few things to mention. Tom Adgate, oh, here we go. Tom Adgate will be coming to visit me along with another attorney on Friday, December 2nd. I am looking forward to that meeting as we have had hours of conversations over the phone, but this will be our first, quote, face-to-face meeting. Tom is anxious to move along in the case as are his staff. So Tom Adgate was my father's appeals attorney or appellate attorney, whatever you call it. And he's keeping me abreast of his situation. So again, as I said, my father at this time is trying to get me to rescind my testimony, say I was coached by the prosecution by Dave Messmore, yada, yada, all of which was, of course, not true. I think you now realize how unfair my trial was and the subterfuge that was conducted around the trial. In our system of justice, we cannot allow such actions to be perpetuated upon anyone, regardless of whom it is. I think you understand that my quest for justice is not mine alone, but so many others, including yourself, your mother, Sherry, Chrissy, Grammy, Uncle CJ, and so many others whom I can fill the page. The point is that there was no justice rendered, and that must be and will be corrected. Wow. This is it. Gobble, gobble, gaslight. It's a perfect title for the episode. I'm so stoked. I'll read on. In case I did not mention it to you, quote, J.B. Siegel and Bill are divorced. Tell George that Bill Siegel's company is called ARA Services 
and is a major player in food delivery services, magazines, and newspapers, etc. I am certain that George is aware of the company. So he's referring to my adopted father and this woman named J.B. Siegel, who I've never met. I probably met her when I was a kid, but she was friends with my mother. I think I tried to reach out to her years ago. Yeah, I guess they went to school together in Philadelphia at Sicilian Academy or something like that. I don't know. Also, in the trial, you must recall that although my genes were mentioned, they were never introduced into evidence. The fuss over the genes was just a trial ploy by Mayer for the jury, just like the dental x-rays that were never taken or read at trial by the forensic dentist. The dentist told Ted Joy, now Ted Joy is the author of the article series in the Akron Beacon Journal at this time. The dentist told Ted Joy the x-rays were blurred and not usable anyhow. This was the, quote, stuff in Dr. Schmunk's file. Dr. Schmunk was my dentist. Dr. Schmunk is a good man and with a good family. And he adored my mother, as did Shelley Wilson-Seckle, who worked adjacently to Dr. Schmunk, who helped pull these dental records for Dr. Martz, who also loved my mother and Shelley adored my mother. And so, yeah, the, all, again, gaslighting, falsifications, false narratives. It's just all great. This is all great fodder for your post-Thanksgiving food coma. I think so. I'm enjoying this. Not really. I enjoy it. It's funny to me now, but it's also really sick is the emotions that I go through this. Back to the letter. Before I forget, I would like to call you on Christmas Day. I can't give you the time yet as I will be fighting for the phone all that day with the other prisoners, but I would like to call you that day, okay? Remember, you are a good person. I am very proud of you and your progress and achievements. I will continue to be very proud of you forever. I think you will do well in school with a bit more application to your studies. Your position is no different from others. The exception being now you must foster good habits and achieve. I know you can do it. It is in your genes. The genes that were admitted into evidence? No? Oh, too soon? Okay. I'll scramble for the moment. Have more letters to write. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I do you. I love you bundles and bundles always. Love and kitties. XXX with daddy. Whew. Oh boy. <laughs> so this is the typical pattern of these letters, as you guys have seen in the past, as I have seen, where it starts with complimenting, oh, I send you a card, I do all this, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh yeah, and then your sister, Chrissy. And then, so Chrissy is my half-sister that was born 12 days before my father was arrested. And then he goes into just a few things, and then he goes into his whole diatribe about how his trial was unfair, obviously the evidence, all these things, which all of this is just conjecture and is utterly fanciful. Like my father murdered my mother. He knows it and he did it. And this is his way of obviously gaslighting me right before the holidays to make me trudge all this stuff up. I believe at this time he was giving some of those interviews as well on the audio tapes that we've heard on previous episodes. And I have more tapes, by the way, more tapes, which will be part of episodes. I have discovered more tapes with my father. Very exciting stuff. And it will be included in my Patreon content for sure. But here's the thing. So again, this is my father propping me up a little bit with the card, buttering me up, and then goes into all of this. And again, to mention how he's on this crusade, I believe is what he looked for. Understanding my, oh, I'm sorry. His quest for justice is not the... I think you understand that my quest for justice is not mine alone, but so many others, including yourself, your mother, Sherry, Chrissy, Grammy, Uncle CJ, 
my father's brother, and so many others whom I can fill the page. The point is that there was no justice rendered, and that must be and will be corrected. So a quick question, because he mentions my grandmother, his mother, my uncle, who's my godfather, who I haven't spoken to in ages, who doesn't talk to me, his brother, but he doesn't mention his sister, which is really weird and bizarre to me, my aunt Mimi. Again, I was the one who was on the quest for justice. I was the one who was doing this for myself, my mother, (laughs) my family, my community, because I wasn't going to let this son of a bitch get away with murdering my mother. I think he's got it a little twisted. What do you guys think? As I look at this as an adult, and these are always the things that, these are always the things that, that, that get me when I, every time I read these letters is I have to realize that this is a man who was not going to be much, would at this time not be too much, maybe five, six years older than I am now writing this. No, more than that. Sorry. He's like in his fifties. I'm, I'm very far away from that. This is a man who is a grown ass man who is writing this to his child, whose mother he murdered and trying to convince them of a narrative that somehow he's on a quest for justice. And that's the staggering thing. Every time I read these letters, just the sheer chutzpah, audacity, what have you, that uh, it's just, it's really painful. I'm not going to lie. Reading this is really painful sometimes because I just can't believe that I'm actually related to this person. Sometimes I just, and I'm so grateful. This is a day of all of gratitude, right? I am so grateful that now I see all this for what it is. And it's one thing when you're a child and look, my adoptive parents, full disclosure, would read these letters beforehand and they would say, your father's manipulating you. But I didn't really understand it. I was like, what? At this time, I was like 15, 16, maybe 16. I didn't understand this stuff. Like, I had no idea what this shit is. And... I didn't understand this shit. I had no idea what this was. So I'm just so grateful that as an adult, I'm able to look back at this. And this is why I share this material with you guys, because I know that so many of you write and reach out, whether it be social media, you send me emails, you contact me directly, however, and you just share how much this material really affects you and really allows you to see these own patterns in your own friends, loved ones, spouses, partners, whatever have you. Um, And I think that's really important to share. And on a day when we talk about giving back or giving thanks or having gratitude or breaking bread with one another and sharing things, I am so glad that this is my gift that I get to give to the world because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have a platform like this. If I didn't follow quote, my father's advice, what did he say? Do it now. You become successful the moment you start moving toward a worthwhile goal. Well, that's goddamn right. You know, it is get busy living or get busy dying. As was said in the Shawshank Redemption, which was also filmed in Mansfield, Ohio, get busy living, get busy dying. It's all about moving on. That's what this podcast is about. Moving past murder, moving through all these things. And for me to be able to share my story with the world, he says, remember, you are a good person. I am very proud of you and your progress and achievements. I will continue to be very proud of you forever. 
I think you will do well in school with a bit of, I will continue to be proud of you forever. You should be proud of me, dad, because I didn't let you get away with something that was so horrific and heinous. I held you accountable in a court of law, convicted by a jury of your peers. And whether my father always wanted to argue with, oh, I, uh, oh, the jury was rigged. Oh, the genes, this evidence that he's talking about. If I remember correctly, there were genes that had concrete dust on them in the trial that were presented. And my father is guess taking issues to this. It was just so weird because my father only wore khaki pants. And then my father had gotten hooked up in this relationship and started wearing jeans. And my mother and I used to like joke about it because my dad was wearing jeans and cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. He took me to go to get a cowboy hat one time. And my mom and my dad was very preppy from the East Coast, from Philadelphia, went to quote unquote Penn and had then started changing his whole vibe around this new relationship. And, and now he's going to be buy a truck and he's going to have a farm and all this stuff that it just, it was so wacky. And my mother and I would just laugh. So it's funny about these genes becoming an issue with the concrete dust that clearly fit him and that were clearly his genes because he had started wearing those around this time around the time of midsummer 1989 as my parents were separating getting a divorce and he would come home and it was just like a very chaotic scene he'd bring me around his girlfriend it was all very traumatic but again setting a worthwhile goal <laughs> doing it now using intention you become successful the moment you start moving toward a worthwhile goal i'd like to think i did that I'd like to, again, thank all of you that make this a worthwhile goal. You guys are my listeners, my fan base, my people, my family. I'm very grateful for all of you for listening to this program, for supporting. Yeah, this is my gift to the world. A psychopath for a father. Massive amounts of trauma that I still work every day towards healing. And using that as a form of catharsis, using this program and this platform as a form of catharsis to help heal others, which pretty much at the end of the day makes all of this worth it for sure. Anyways, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Happy Native American Heritage Day to those of you indigenous people and just spend it with your family. I just want to give another shout out to one of my dear friends, JC Noah and his new beautiful bride, Emily. They got married on the 12th of November. Congratulations, you two. And I wish you all the best. I hope you guys had a wonderful day. If you're doing Black Friday, check out callyourlandry.com forward slash Amazon. Thank you all so much. On a day of gratitude, I am grateful for y'all. I'm Collier Landry, and this is Moving Past Murder. Thanks, y'all. This podcast is made possible by support from listeners just like you. Please subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible. Find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Collier Landry. The film A Murder in Mansfield is available on Investigation Discovery, Discovery Plus, and Amazon Prime Video.
This podcast is a production of Don't Touch My Radio. Please visit mpmpodcast.com to show your support today.